0: Listen, I feel like the problem was you couldn't hear me, and I fucking told you it was you. Therefore, doesn't matter the details of what I said.
1: The details are, are everything. You can't just say someone's wrong and not give them the details for why they're wrong, and then say, "Oh, I knew you were wrong," even though you didn't know the details. Listen, I don't have
0: to know why you're wrong to like know you're wrong. <sighs>
1: it's the wrong week to be saying words like that, Mister. <laughs>
0: It is time for another thrilling episode of Icon or Wycon the show where we break down your favorite film universes, one film at a time. I am Andrew David Sotomayor here with you. And with me today, as always, is my hetero life mate, the Sam Jackson to my John McClain, Mr. CJ LaRoche.
1: Andrew, hello, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm
1: good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good as well. Thank you for asking. I'm not sure if you did, uh, but it's the week of Monday, January 11th, uh, 2021. And if you know anything about history, you know that it's it's uh, it's been a crazy time here at the start of the year. Uh, but I'm very excited to be here with you tonight. And tonight we're going to focus on German terrorists.
0: Yes, German terrorists specifically, as opposed yeah. to
1: any other kind of terrorists yeah or troublemakers as it, yeah. As, as it were as it were but no i'm super i'm super excited uh i just want to give a quick shout out to former president of actors equity association nick wyman who in this movie plays the character of the big tall german guy that gets his ass kicked by bruce willis nick hold, wyman
0: hold on let me pull up his imdb and just see like Big tall German guy gets his ass kicked by Bruce. Yeah, no, that's 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 the listing. That's what that's
1: that's, what it that's says the on name. His yeah, yeah, Targo, that's... Targo for short. Tar- Targo, Targo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. As, as I was uh, as I was saying off off camera, as it were, uh, this this movie actually leads the league for actors that I've worked with. As Charlie, the bomb expert in this movie, is played by Kevin Chamberlain, uh, and I worked sir, with him as well.
0: Sir. I don't think we told the listeners what movie we're talking about. We just left oh. it up to
1: them to assume. Oh, well, I mean, if they're – the 17 of you, you're out there. So you, you just listened to Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this week we are so thrilled to be here discussing Die Hard with a vengeance. Yes, the
0: French. Um, CJ. I think we need to dive right in because I want to use every single minute to talk about this movie. I, yeah,
1: there isn't enough time. There I, isn't enough time. There's not enough
0: time. I love this movie. Love it this holds movie. up. It holds up really, really well. We could just jump to the last minute. This movie fucking holds up. It is so satisfying. So
1: good. So, so good. balanced. So good. I, I, have, I have like one problem with this movie. Um, do you want to do it now end. or do you want to save it? I think it's at the end.
0: Okay, all right, all
1: right. So well, let's save it.
0: Let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. Explosive beginning, right? This power move from Jeremy Irons character right away,
1: right away, man. And and I love how we go from hot time summer in the city. That oh, bomb God. explosion is so excellently timed. Welcome back. John McTiernan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He really, he really did a fantastic job with this movie. Um, I love the setting. I love that it's New York. I love that it's summertime. It's something so fresh and so different than either of the two diehards. And it does not center around Holly being in peril at all.
1: Holly's not in trouble. The kids aren't in trouble. In fact, the only person in trouble is John McClane. And we see that right from the jump that his life is shit. Uh, I didn't realize that novelizations were a thing. Uh-huh. But there's a novelization of Die Hard that goes way deeper into what happened with John and Holly, how he's not seeing the kids much. It sort of like fleshes out that thing that Bruce Willis does an excellent job of communicating in the first three minutes of him being on screen.
0: Yeah. That's one thing that's so interesting that I had forgotten about or just didn't track. Cause I was, I was a young guy when I saw this movie the first time um, they have a lot of story to catch up catch us up with because it's been a few years and when last we left john and holly they were actually good and he had moved to la to be with her they were great yeah and and now they're not she's not talking to him i think we find out somewhere in the middle of the movie that they got in a fight over the phone and he never called her back
1: yeah, like did he and did he come back to New York to be a cop again? You know,
0: I actually wrote that in my notes. It's like sort of dusted how did over that. I get think back to New York. Yeah, I
1: think that gets flushed out in the novelization. Uh, it also it goes into Snoke's character a little bit deeper in that novelization. It kind of tells us where he's coming from.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really delves into like the Sith loyalist. Oh wait, no, no, no. That's not that's not right. That's not no, right. No,
1: no, no. But it does. It should talk about Ricky Walsh, the character with the badge number six nine nine one, because he was in the first movie playing an LA cop. So cool. So good. So cool. It's,
0: it's really good. So what else is great is that this movie gives him a counterpart in Samuel L. Jackson. Now I I didn't do enough research, but I believe that this was the start of Samuel L. Jackson giving us that variety of character.
1: This was really the start of Samuel L. Jackson. I think that this was the peak of Samuel L. Jackson uh, as a, this was the beginning of the peak of Samuel L. Jackson as a movie, legitimate movie star, right? Like he's coming off of Pulp Fiction in '94. Uh, there's that fun little meta reference when he's talking about when McLean is talking about I was on break smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. And yeah. it's like, oh, I get it. Like you both were in that movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, s- uh, until then, he had done, he was in Coming to America. As the hilarious robber in the McDowells. But there's his McDowells. Yes. The other is McDonald's. He's in Jurassic Park. But this movie, I mean, it's 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 like between this and Pulp Fiction, this is what we know Sam Jackson to be.
0: Yeah, this is kind of he's establishing himself, and then they start giving him this sort of role
1: more often. Sure. He actually said that this character is closest to Sam Jackson. I can see character that. He's ever played. I yeah. can see that. Also, he's amazing in this movie. Totally amazing. And did you know that it was supposed to be Lawrence Fishburne?
0: Really, I could see that he was much more of a celebrity at this point.
1: Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne had turned down the role that Sam Jackson did in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And so, when he was negotiating to do Die Hard with a Vengeance, he wanted more money, etc. The producer of Die Hard goes to see Pulp Fiction again, and he's like, "That's the guy." That is Zeus.
0: Well, Samuel L. Jackson is really, really talented. And one of the things – you know, people talk about X Factor all the time. He holds your focus. Oh, yeah. He holds your focus. You're looking at him. You're listening to him. And he just captures you. And he has – even as you remember him as the robber at the McDowell's in Coming to America. I mean, I do because I've seen Coming to America a million times. I I've love seen them. Coming to
1: America too many times. Yes. It's
0: just really funny. What's funny is you watch it now and you realize that uh, comedic pacing has changed over time. Like In the bit. 90s, comedic pacing was slower. They kind of let the joke land, let you live in it for a minute.
1: It's oh, totally. Like, it's, our, it's our attention spans. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that that being said, the dialogue between – John McClane and Zeus in this movie is so fast and snappy. Those two are magic together.
1: Oh, geniuses. Two geniuses working off each other and for each other and and serving the story, really.
0: Oh, oh, totally. When Zeus kicks the lady off the payphone, that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it's so good He's so mean But like yeah. but it, It's funny to see John McClane Try to be like a cop And he's like Ma'am I'm sorry I'm sorry And Samuel Jackson Just kicks her off the phone
1: Official police business bitch We gotta yeah. go Let's go Get out of here
0: Oh it's so funny So something that's Really really spectacular About this movie Is uh, the riddle factor Because this is unique To implement In the Die Hard franchise So you have Die Hard You have uh, It's just a takeover At Nakatomi Plaza and to use your own words, uh, McLean is the fly in the ointment, right? True. And then you have Die Hard 2, where he just like, sort of like, spots that there's a problem that something's off, and he inserts mm. himself in it. And right, then he right. figures it out. He cracks the case before anybody else, because he's fucking John McLean. He's a bit of a, a magician in that movie. You know, it's a little right. bit different. And this one, he's actually being targeted. And there's a riddle factor and there's some really delicious cinematic happenstance that puts a civilian as his counterpart.
1: Right. Right. And it's, it's, it's as good as this, the, the story is and the, and the tricking is there's some, there's some problems with the screenwriting, but I love the subversion of our expectations.
0: Yeah. It's not a perfect script. It's a very, very fun script though.
1: Totally fun. That's, that's a great way to say it.
0: And as far as flawed to fun, I would say uh, the flaw-to-fun ratio applies to both Die Hard 2 and Die Hard with a Vengeance, that there's a balance that creates the tone. But uh, I think there is more fun than flaw in this one.
1: Yes, absolutely. Whereas Die
0: Hard 2, there's a lot of problems there.
1: There's a lot of of problems. Um, I I love the fact that this wasn't uh, lifted from any sort of source material, right? Like this was an original script. That was originally going to be a vehicle for Brandon Lee. Really? The screenwriter, uh, Hensley, Jonathan Hensley, I think his name is. It's probably not. It's probably not. By my track record. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, he wrote this, this movie called Simon Says. Yeah. And he wanted Brandon Lee to star in it. And then uh, the studio got a hold of it. I think the other studio, not Fox, but uh, Warner Brothers, got a hold of it. And they were going to make it Lethal Weapon 4. They were going to repurpose it. That makes sense. They're, they were going to repurpose it. They eventually passed on it. Fox picked it up and slid in the the John McClane characters, uh, the di- the diehard characters. Uh, no Reginald Bell Johnson. Like you said, no Bonnie Bedelia, no William Atherton. So you know, now we've got John in his homeland uh, of New York City. And it's just like you said, it's just fun, man. And and right off the bat with with the phone call. You know, and, and and sending him into Harlem and that that horribly racist stuff oh, happening man. in what a Harlem, setup. which is but, but, wildly uncomfortable.
0: But this thing, any other movie would save that for like a later in act one beat. And they, they use that beat to introduce your main characters. And that's yeah. what's so interesting about this movie. It yeah. tells you immediately as a viewer that we're going to go there. Like that's the first thing you see, that sandwich board. And the, mm-hmm. when you go back and watch it again, knowing that the sandwich board is coming, and the way that they completely get you into the movie without telling you what Simon has asked him to do to set you right. up for that reveal.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: it's wild. Brilliant. Um, it's brilliant. How did you feel about driving through the park? I thought that was so badass. When he's like, I didn't say the parkway, I said the park.
1: Through the park. Now, here's the thing, my friend. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were talking to me and I grew up, you know, Uh, not in New York city. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in New York city, but you know, I was raised in Vermont, but I grew up in New York city. Right. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm watching this thing and there's so many geography problems that I have with it. Oh, oh, there's a lot of
0: geography magic to make this movie happen that I
1: have to, that I have to just say, I have to say Mm -hmm. out loud that it it was kind of jarring for me and it it sort of lessened the fun just knowing that, you know, if you're on 72nd, man, you just, you're, you got to shoot down Broadway and then when you get to 50, 55, 50, 56, shoot left, take the FDR. Like that's the, that's the best way. And you're, down to and you're right there. You actually made it more complicated by going. You through actually the- made it more complicated. And yeah. I start doing the math in my head. I'm like, when you get to 59th out of central park, like there's all those horses there at the one exit. Like it's, it was a total, it was a total waste of time. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But from a movie perspective, so cool, <laughs> so much fun and such a great job with all the, uh, all the extras in the park, getting out of the way, the choreography of the cars, even that whole scene of them driving the, the taxi downstairs, once downstairs downtown, once they get onto the streets, Right. All that choreography of them busting through intersections and and putting the actor in the frame with the action is is what makes it so exciting and so heart pounding.
0: Oh, it's it's super cool. It's super cool. Uh, and then when they call the ambulance, like,
1: yeah, I mean, and, the fire truck, we got We got We need an ambulance. We need an ambulance. Like, yeah. And again, total, total nonsense. Like there's not yeah. going to be an ambulance on 59th Street that's going to get you down to 14th Street. I I, I think he even he even says. That would be from this hospital, not that hospital. I think it's the same hospital. Yeah, the geography is a mess. <laughs> the geography but, will, is, but it's, it's so cool. exciting it's and so, cool. so much fun. Um, Too much fun.
0: And you know what else I love? I love that this movie isn't afraid to separate them.
1: No, no, not at all. Because
0: Zeus is invested in this mission now. Like,
1: Absolutely. Zeus and it leads invested. to one of, the, one of the better moments in The Incredibles later on. Oh, them separating? You know what I'm talking about? I don't well, know. Well, when Z- when Zeus is at the phone in the subway station mm. and he says, I just have to answer the phone. And he's reaching, later in The Incredibles, when Sam Jackson's character is being held up after him and the, the big guy do the vandalism. Yeah. Get, and then he's holding him there and he's pointing, he says, I just have to get a drink. Total Die Hard with a Vengeance reference.
0: I never noticed that. And I love I got this you. Movie. Yeah. I got you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So... When he's in the van getting all suited up and they're giving him the aspirin, that moment right there, John McTiernan is so good because he sets up the killer hangover. He sets up that he needs aspirin and aspirin is going to factor into this plot way later. They catch you up on the relationship with Holly and they bring up the 13 or the 14 dump trucks.
1: They also they also bring up the lottery numbers with and the And they bring up the patch. lottery
0: numbers and I you know I love a neat script. CJ all of those beats all pay of those off beats pay in off. some way right down to the jar of aspirin. Yeah. I was freaking out about it because, I know you loved
1: it. I knew you yeah, loved it. Yeah, because
0: like I this is something that I've discovered in me in my 30s that I love about movies when you can see the beats and it, and I think it comes from working in theater and from especially new works, a lot of my career has been in developing new works and like you start to track these things. And so when you can see a major studio picture really tracks them, you really appreciate it because that takes work. A lot of meetings went into making sure that that comes together. And that's why when you see something like like Jupiter ascending where it's just like none of these beats line up, like you, you, you put I've no never, effort.
1: I've, I've never seen it and thankfully. Thankfully, yeah, there's,
0: so there's a whole moment where she's like, hey, my name is Jupiter. But like people call me Jukes. That's like a 90 minutes into the movie and nobody has called her Jupes once.
1: Like it's like stuff like that.
0: It's like what? get it together or like Transformers. When like halfway through the movie, they start calling um, the cube, the all spark. I was like, so you renamed the prop while you were filming, huh? You renamed the prop while you were filming. We don't have
1: enough time. So don't bring up Transformers again, please. That, that'd okay. be like bringing up The Last Jedi. 15 minutes in. Yeah,
0: with you. 15 minutes, folks. Oh my God. And I'm the one that led minutes. you there. And I led you there. God.
1: I warned you. Segway for days, man. Don't, don't fuck with me,
0: Andrew. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. So, um, Donald Trump makes a fantastic appearance in this movie, not physically, but as a punchline. And I'm going to marry Donald Trump, is the line. And I think that's hysterical, knowing Th- what I a- know about him now.
1: <laughs> There's an African American woman Saying and I'm gonna marry Donald Trump Boy life was simpler back then eh
0: Oh my goodness I mean this man was not Home Alone too at one point um, Also shout out to Jeremy Irons American accent Because apparently bad American accents Run in the family
1: Jeremy Irons though In this film let me say first of all Sean Connery was the first choice mm-hmm. For Simon Gruber uh, turned it down because he didn't want to play a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Sean, because Jeremy Irons, but accent and all, is perfection. It's magical. He is, cho- is chocolate covered strawberries. On the other end of the phone, in real life, the man worked on his arms. Uh, he got ready for this role. I mean, he's, he's wearing brave-
0: that purple cutoff tee. He is wearing that purple cutoff tee so hard. He looks he is
1: amazing. And we are, we are there for it, as the kids say.
0: So the plot of this movie is super interesting because there's an aggressive targeting of McLean with the threat of a public bombing and McLean has to jump through all these hoops. Mm-hmm. And the twist is not like in part two that there's a triple cross. The twist is not like in part one where like they're going to bump into each other and they don't know who each other are yet. You know? The twist right. in this one is that he is using his knowledge of John McClane to achieve another heist. That uh, the assault on John McClane's life is a distraction, an elaborate distraction.
1: It's 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 the red herring, and they fall for it. Hook, line, and, and sinker.
0: Oh, it's yeah. so good. Also, prominent feature of when Johnny comes marching home in the score. They just commit oh, to it. Oh
1: God, it's beautiful. It's so lovely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's heart poundingly good.
0: When the movie turns into a Federal Reserve takeover plot, like, because it, mm. it, 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 it is a save innocent people from a mad bomber movie until it's not.
1: Until it's not. And did you know that the screenwriter actually got brought in by the FBI because of how much he knew about the Federal Reserve? <laughs> oh, it's it's very detailed. He got brought in for questioning, even though there was like some article that came out a few months before, but they they still were like, bro, wh- what do you know? What else do you know? And that's, what are you planning on doing with that information?
0: That's hysterical. All right. Yeah. So one thing we got to talk about is the fountain riddle, because I still remember the fountain riddle. It is one of the most iconic scenes of this movie. It's, it's one of the most iconic scenes in film, I think. I think we can say that, because seeing the two of them in the fountain figure that out, I just yeah. have that emblazoned in my memory.
1: It's up there, man. It's up there, and it's so good. And anytime I see a, an empty water jug next to another one, I, I I ask the people there, like I told you last time, I'm like, "How do you hey, how do you get four gallons of water in that five-gallon jug?
0: Oh, it's so good. And they do it, and they, they like work together. Their rapport is... It's so fantastic. I can't, I feel, I feel like I'm being annoying because all I'm doing is gushing about this movie and it should You're be, fangirling. A, I should be fangirling. a little bit more Pretty objective, hard. but I, I, I loved it when I was a kid. I loved it now. It's exciting. Oh, no, it's, it does everything best, right.
1: It's the best diehard movie. It, it might be, it might be Bruce Willis's best movie, not named the sixth sense.
0: Oh, that's, that's true. That, that's true. It's great. All right. You know I'm going to, right. I'm, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of awesome things. Okay? And like and I want you to give me just like a 3 second response to all of them. Because okay. as soon as this turns into like a heist movie and McClane figures the whole thing out after the fountain riddle, like it's like awesome, 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 awesome. The movie doesn't Because of a kid on the
1: bike and that's what I love too is like it's it's like Christmas. You can steal City Hall. Oh, I do love the two the the two the other two Christmas references.
0: Yes. Yes. Right? right? Which is, which is good cuz so they're reminding much us that Die Hard is usually a Christmas movie and this one is yeah. not.
1: It's not. Right. Okay, I'm ready for your for your rattling.
0: Uh, Gruber's ego based decision to not kill Zeus and McClane.
1: Uh, just perfect, and the shrink explains it all in the beginning of the movie when they're first trying to figure out who he is.
0: Oh yeah 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 he's he can't do it. That's not what this is about. And Nick Wyman
1: him. and Nick Wyman gets so pissed because Stop it could easily be for over. His head.
0: Could, yeah. It could easily be over, but that's, it's not about that. His ego is too out of control for that too much. Um, yep. The tell rain, raining dogs and cats into the badge raining, of a reveal into the oh, elevator yeah.
1: shootout. Well, well, he says, he says first, he says, uh, strange having this hot weather late in the year. It's like it's September or whatever yeah. month it is. Right. Uh, raining, raining dogs and cats. And then he says, I still end up riding the lift. Yeah. So oh. there's three, and then he Captain America Winter Soldiers. Then before Captain America Winter Soldier, it's like the first time I saw Winter Soldier, I wish I had remembered that that somehow or another, like that was that was this already. Like they did this already.
0: Oh, it's so good. And 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 here's the thing: part of the hero's journey is to you know the the threshold guardians, and I feel like the elevator shaft is like John McClane's canal. Do you know what I mean? Where he gets rebirthed. Sure. As traditional yep. John McClane, because after the elevator, it's the first wins, time he kills someone, bro. First it's time the first he kills, time someone, in he kills someone in the whole movie, and then he's in his signature tank. Yeah, and then he's and then it's a diehard movie,
1: and then it's a diehard movie. Like yeah. it's
0: so good the way they, the movie takes such a big twist. All right, um, the decision to blow the dam, awesome,
1: so awesome.
0: Getting shot out of the manhole as Zeus drives by, so movie ridiculous. There's no reason that time would work. But I'm in. I'm 90 minutes in. You have me. Yes. Don't
1: care. Yeah, I don't care about that until later when you ask me what didn't work for me in the movie.
0: Okay. Uh, a walkie-talkie confrontation between uh, Simon and McLean.
1: I love it. When he, when he first gets it, to he's like, oh, these people and these phones.
0: Yeah. It's so good. Um, kids uh, hiding in the thing. The kids being getting stuck in the school.
1: At Chester A. Arthur Elementary.
0: The chase where McLean flips the car around, where they disable the anti-lock brakes, and he turns the car around that on the Taconic happens.
1: Parkway. I believe that's the Taconic Parkway. Yep.
0: CJ, it's like it's an overwhelming twenty-five minutes of movie right there. Yeah. Like this, this act two is stacked.
1: It's exciting.
0: Oh, it's just yeah.
1: It's it's the last two minutes of the Super Bowl before the yeah. first half ends.
0: All right, I kind of fast-forwarded through that, but like. Let's get to the freighter. Right?
1: Okay. Let's so get right. onto the freighter when that fucking cable slices <laughs> in half. It's so fucking good. So brilliant. Well, oh and, and,
0: and another brilliant thing though, he said he's like, when Zeus is like, we can jump, he's like, No, you land on the cable, it'll slice you in half. Like they talk about that. Everything yep. comes back. Every there's not a wasted piece of dialogue in this thing. Now I have a
1: question for you. Oh, I love it. When you have a question for me,
0: did McLean intentionally leave the safety on for Zeus? And that's why he said, don't be a hero. You see him, you come get me.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, I I could go either way on that. Um, My, my, my question that I would answer your question with a question would be like, if, if, they're both they're both like snooping around this big giant fucking boat, right? Like, mm-hmm. would McLean really expect him to be able to find him again?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, it's true. So that's that's kind of fucked that he if he did that he he got he got Zeus shot in the leg.
0: He really got Zeus shot in the leg. Right? That 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 was uh, stressful for me. But yeah. um, and then there's the back to back drama of the fight with Lurch
1: and Nick Nick Wyman.
0: Nick Wyman and the Nick um, Wyman is his name. The kids at school and uh, the guy. What's what's his name? The bomb expert trying to defuse the bomb. Charlie. When they're doing that whole thing, and he's like, "No, I'm going to stay." And like everybody's just and they're trying to save the kids. They're going to jump off the roof. Like that is some of the most exciting filmmaking.
1: Yeah, I feel like they telegraph it that it's not a bomb. Just a bit, really. Just a bit, because Elaborate. all of this, all of the stuff is happening simultaneously, right? Like mm-hmm. the guy shows Nick Wyman the the fake gold, mm-hmm. right? So like right away, now your brain starts to be there's like something happening, yeah, oh, okay, this, yeah, and so then, and then I think that McLean actually sees the bomb on the boat before we figure out that it's not a bomb at a school
0: right before.
1: Yeah. You know? And he sees that. So it's gigantic. It is, it, yeah. And, and the kids are not getting off the roof. Yeah. Right. So like you're in your mind, you, you start to, you know, your skeptical brain, like I said, starts to think a little bit, you're like, mm, wait a second, they're not going to get out of there. There's not enough time. Yeah. And that, that Charlie guy, like that's almost a named character, you yeah. know, like they're not going to, Kill him. So I, it's, in those, it's in those moments that I sort of wish that I was a little bit more ignorant to storytelling because I, feel- I would have been able to go on that journey as well. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I do, I do absolutely agree that it is very well made, but it's yeah. just slightly telegraphed for my taste.
0: Oh, it's so good. Um, them being strapped to the bomb is such a brilliant visual. Him pulling the piece of cable out of his shoulder – to that's give it fun. to Zeus to pick the lock and then using the explosives because he was taught that at the beginning that that's yeah. how that works to combine the yeah. two liquids to get to Southern. He's like, I'm not going to have your death on my conscience. Right. And then
1: and then the
0: aspirin is a tell.
1: His Well, that's ego, before that. It's before that. But yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: No, but but he doesn't notice that the aspirin. Right. right. Yeah. The, his ego Oh, I see he, what you're saying later doing. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that the Nor aspirin the thing long. Comes, Oh.
1: It's more more french eh nord yes. the law.
0: I have another question for you eee. How did the trucks get to Quebec before them
1: How did the trucks get there because I've I've made that trip uh, and it's a, it's a good it's a good 6 7 hours
0: Yeah that's uh that was not a 30 minute journey for them
1: It's a good 6 seven hours. Now Even now if they to split be fair
0: when they split up it wouldn't have really worked
1: Yeah to be fair it is they did at least shoot it at night Okay. Yeah. Right. Like they did at least so, say, hey, you know, it's nighttime. It's um, been a couple of hours. So it's been th- t- some time has passed.
0: Mm, it's a little bit dicey for me.
1: Yeah. But because, like I said, it's a seven hour drive, man. Yeah. And and the, and the dump trucks, like it's at least seven hours, right? Like they're not going 80 no. on the New York State Thruway. No.
0: But movie, right? Movie. Movie. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, did you get the feels when McLean drew the fire away from Zeus's helicopter? Yeah, that was really yeah. he's like, no, nah, man, you got to get out of here, get him out of here get him out and of here. shooting the power line and a huge fiery helicopter crash to give us the yippee kaye
1: we fucking came for right right now. Andrew, I have a question for you. Talk to me. Have you seen the alternate ending?
0: I have, but I don't remember it. I, saw, I know I saw it on the DVD because I absolutely have the DVD.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a bit film noir. Uh, he tracks him down, so he escapes. Yeah. Gruber escapes. McLean tracks him down in a foreign country, and he brings in a Chinese rocket launcher with the scope removed, so you can't tell which way it goes, and they play a game of McLean says, and he asks him a bunch of questions, and they it's like Chinese rocket launcher roulette, and eventually Gruber play? gets it wrong, and blows himself up while McLean was wearing a flak jacket. So he was going to be safe either way. It's kind of like, um, Wesley in princess bride, princess bride. Okay. Uh, it's very dark, you know, it takes it, it takes it to a more of a dark place. Obviously McClane's doesn't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably is like even further removed from Holly because the phone call never gets made. Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't, isn't, isn't seeing his kids. So he just, he goes he goes, he becomes a mercenary. This ending this ending is so good though. Now, my problem with this ending is it feels tacked on. Uh, right? It feels like a like a like a super tacked on ending. And how does Jeremiah, how does Samuel, how does Simon Gruber not hit him? Yeah.
0: Also, why bring Zeus? Zeus has served the mission. Like, there's no reason yeah. to bring him to
1: this. Get plan. him off of that copter. Get if you even if you need yeah. to take another copter. Like, get him off of there. He actually needs medical attention at this. Yeah, point. and he. Yeah, exactly. Like he's been shot in the yeah, leg. He,
0: yeah, I, I did. I did think that that was weird, and that's another thing that they do just because movie. I wonder yeah. was was this the reshoot or was the other this, one the reshoot?
1: No, the ending you see is the reshoot. It's so because good, they yeah. were like, they were like, we can't have this movie end like this man, like Bruce Willis, uh, John McClane, th- he's gone rogue, you know, and <laughs> uh, even more, well, even, I mean, even more rogue. And now, and you he's know, gotta like, he kills- he's got yeah. to stay a cop so they can continue the franchise. Right. And he kills him in cold blood, essentially. Yeah. So,
0: well, it would it, it. What's funny is a lot of this movie kind of plays out like it's supposed to be the final Die Hard.
1: Yeah absolutely you know, it kind absolutely. of plays out like
0: that so i understand why they wrote that why that would be the thing and then i understand why they took it away at the end
1: yeah there's also a there's also a third ending which was the original original ending that they didn't even let you know get past the final script so we won't either we'll never know
0: oh i we love an alternate
1: ending it. moment as soon as we finish recording this episode i'm just going to go to bed and watch them absolutely absolutely ah. it's great it's great i mean it's 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 bruce and and jeremy mano y mano you ah. know in some country in europe Good stuff.
0: Ah, we should take a break. Let's take a break. You know what, CJ? Uh, it's a new year, and I think it's time that we have a new commercial.
1: Oh, a new commercial. That's fantastic. I got a new microphone. So I'd love is all, this listen, is all coming together.
0: Yeah, and that's why your dulcet tones are filling my spirit with tidings of comfort and joy long past the holidays.
1: That's true. That's true. Some have said that just being with me is like an ode to joy. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's good that we get to spend this much time together, but I would love it if our 17 listeners could be here with us as well Is is there a way for them to, to connect or or interact with us? I'm happy you brought this up because, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at IconRoycon.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at IconRoycon and you will be able to watch episodes on our official YouTube channel too.
1: YouTube, nice. So when when we're we're up on the YouTube, make sure you you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified when new episodes drop.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we'll drop new episodes and we'll drop fun little tidbits about our lives. Like little known fact, I don't like things touching the bottom of my feet and I thought you should know.
1: Well, if you listen to episode 21, you would know that.
0: Boom, back to the show. And we're back. We're back. All right, so it's Wait, like. Wait,
1: hold on! I'm not ready. I'm not ready.
0: I fucking just brought us back. I need you to I just said, get it together.
1: I'm not ready. Oh my god. Okay, I'm ready. Jeez.
0: All right. Uh, I could have talked about this movie all night long, but we don't have all night. We have a limited amount of time.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So but it's it's so fucking good, man.
0: So fucking good. I think we need to move on to some ephemeral
1: questions. It's time for ephemeral questions with Andrew and CJ. I was going for New York, New York. Dun, 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 dun. dun. I, I didn't do the dun, 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 I just went, it's time for ephemeral questions. I was doing, like, fucking... What's that show? One singular girl.
0: sensation?
1: Maybe, yes, maybe that's what I was doing. It was doing, closer to yeah. one I,
0: singular sensation than Eddie. I miss
1: Broadway that much, Andrew. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, it is. It's time for ephemeral questions. Uh, and next time I'll rehearse. You I pre- I know, I like when they're quiet. spontaneous and fresh. And, and my favorite is when the melody is unintelligible. <laughs> totally unintelligible. And I actually I listened to Old Lang Syne. I didn't, get, I didn't drop into that melody until like three quarters of the way through.
0: You like, what totally did I'm like,
1: what am I singing? Oh, okay. There it you is. totally
0: did And you know, it's funny. Missed Opportunity, you could have done When Johnny Comes Marching Home. That would have been oh, a good one.
1: Uh, yeah. Next time. I just, I just love that McLean, a New York cop, is actually in New York.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it took, very, a, very it took
1: us three movies to get back to New York. But so. he got,
0: We got him back there.
1: Got All him, right. son. CJ, what worked for you about this movie? Everything. I just know, right? About everything. <laughs> I think that the way that it starts out as one thing takes a hard left, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but still we still are, are keeping McLean and Zeus on that wild goose chase. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not like, Hey audience, this is what's actually happening, you know? And then they go and complete the task uh, at the fountain in Tompkins square park. uh, And then, you know, they're on their way to Yankee stadium to like do another one before they figure it out. And they're like, Oh God, you know, but he still sends Zeus, to Yankee stadium. Yeah. Um, so to make, I just, sure. I, to make sure, right. Like they're I love, doing
0: two missions right now.
1: Absolutely. I love that aspect of it. I, I love the three of them. You know, I love all the ancillary characters. Shout out again, Nick Wyman, Kevin Chamberlain, uh, Pat McCorkle actually did the <laughs> casting for this. She's like <laughs> a big theater casting director. Oh, I know. Pamela. Um, um so yeah no i love i love the new york aspect of it you know i love that there's new york actors in it yeah uh i just think that there's there's so much good um in this movie and you can you know you can nitpick anything but this is really uh from from takeoff to touchdown this is a great movie it's got it's got action uh it's you know it's got romance like jeremy irons in that that crazy german lady you know who like who stabbed that guard eight times, you know, like they even get it, get it on at the end. Um, No, it's, it's fantastic. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that really work across the board for me. Uh, And we've got Atlantic courier, you know, what is, is, is a truck that gets blown up. You know, if you'll, if you'll throw your mind back to to die hard, that Pacific courier, those trucks brought it in, you know, so it's, it's a great crafting of a film universe. Uh, Everything makes sense. There's not, there's not any loose ends. It's so good at the end of this movie it it all gets tied up and so you know i do i i often joke and say oh everything works for me when i when i really like a movie but this is one that you can say that and it excuse me it really it really holds true what worked for you the chemistry between samuel
0: jackson and bruce willis it's nodding my head furiously it's so satisfying their banter is hysterical and they actually talk about some important race relation topics
1: throughout there the is, movie. There is race relation issues. Absolutely. And and yeah. they
0: they talk about being from two different worlds and they, they talk about, you know, and it's,
1: it, there's, there's a great justification that we didn't even really touch on, on why he decides to go out and help sandwich board John McClane. Yeah. You know, cause he doesn't want a cops up in Harlem with itchy trigger fingers. Again, going back to the novelization, his brother was killed by a cop. And that's why he's taking care of those two boys, his nephew. Oh,
0: ah, it's so good. It's so good. And, and the character development for both of them is very juicy. We already know a lot about McLean because we have two movies to get to know him. Mm-hmm. And they kind of fast forward with just that one scene with the nephews Yep. And they fast forward us getting to know who he is, but they use who Samuel Jackson's character is, who Zeus is. But they use the missions to make sure they take time for us to get to know him. Yep. So we care because when we care about Zeus, they can care about each other. And, and the fact that Zeus is willing to sacrifice himself so McLean can get out and save the day and McLean is not willing to accept it. I love that. And I love And I bought it. I bought it hook, line and sinker to quote Jeremy. Hook, line
1: and sinker. Hook, line and sinker.
0: Because their relationship on screen was so beautiful and so fun and so interesting. Yeah, and from no, the jump, from the jump, they have class. that chemistry. When he's like, yep. "You got to start acting crazy, like Bellevue crazy, right now," and I will get you out of this. Like, right. Right. It starts out. He's so level-headed, and he's like, "This." The, when they see you, mm-hmm. they're going to kill you. They're
1: going to kill you. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. And John like, even says it. He's like, "We'll we'll be back in you know 15 minutes." He's like, "I'm going to be dead in four.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's the idea. Um. So good. All right.
1: What did not work for you? Well, and even in the midst of this love fest, there's, there's quite a few things uh, that, I, that I take issue with. Mm. Um, the geography of New York City. Mm. You know, There's some bullshit New York City film stuff in this. <laughs> um,
0: there's some bullshit America
1: stuff. When uh, Agreed. When they're on what uh, was then known as the Tappan Zee Bridge, they're in South Carolina. So I'm looking around and I'm trying to find landmarkers for that bridge. And I'm like, that cannot be in New York city. I find you out. Know, it was I, not. I, I
0: lived by the Tappan Zee bridge when I was a kid. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. Great neighborhood. I Great went to Tappan Zee elementary school. <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's now the, uh, they, they tore that bridge down uh, and built a new one. It's now the, uh, Mario Cuomo governor Mario Cuomo bridge. All right. So, and, and Andy named that for dad. Hmm. Uh, the the subway explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody died. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not a one person. It looks that really? like
0: to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. they're super
1: resilient. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not that resilient to get out of the way because they're not paying attention. You know what I mean? In yeah. 1995, ninety five, they're they're reading newspapers. They're reading. Uh, well, they're reading. What, what is it? AM New York, right? They're reading books. Timeout. They're not paying attention. Timeout yeah. New York. They're not paying attention. Um, uh, lastly, my last thing that, that, that really didn't work for me is, uh, boy, I'd love to be able to just walk into Yankee stadium when they're getting the field ready. And if I'm if I'm a German terrorist, I can just go sit in the luxury box. And if I'm, if I'm Zeus, I can just run down and like hang out by the dugout. (laughs) Yankee stadium is completely unpoliced. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's there. it's not locked you know it's it's 1995 uh you know they're on the verge of winning three out of four world series championships so i guess uh security's gotten pretty loose it's basically a park really <laughs> yeah yeah in the bronx in 1995 <laughs> sure <laughs> sure uh you know but these are these are a little nitpicky things man um so i think that oh in the ending i didn't really i didn't really yeah. like the ending i <laughs> love the ending but whatever I know you <laughs>
0: I know you did. Was there anything that didn't work for you? It was the geography magic mainly. Like, yeah. I, the geography magic was ridiculous. And uh, when I was in Florida when this movie came out, because, uh, you, know, you know, for anyone that doesn't know me that listens to this show, uh, I was born in the Bronx, moved to Piermont, New York, by the Tappan Zee Bridge.
1: By the Tappan Zee Bridge, I learned.
0: And then from there, we moved to um, Florida. So I really grew up in Florida. And so I was in Florida by the time this film came out. And Having little memory of city geography, I thought it was the most interesting thing, and it kind of fueled my obsession of moving back to New York City that brought me back here after college. And um, now that I've Cats, moved here,
1: Cats the Musical was the reason I moved to New York. I, listen, Boy,
0: don't I, listen. I can't even go there with you, man. We've had this discussion several times, and like, just I don't get it.
1: When you're but in like, sixth grade and a life size cat okay comes up to you on the aisle and mm-hmm. is singing in your face you know it changes a man or a boy Um, as it were
0: listen cj i think we'll have to discuss this a little bit more outside of this uh arena but i will say if there is one person in the world that can sell me on the magic of cats i believe it to be you
1: i'm ready i'm ready for that shalash
0: (laughs) but yeah it was the geography magic now that i live here the geography (laughs) magic was pretty painful
1: yeah, and that, but that's saying a lot, man. Because like we live here. Yeah. You know, and there's only nine million out of the however many million people that live in the United States and, and around the world that live in New York City, right? That know and understand that what's happening is nonsense. Yeah. But if you know, like when I see a movie about San Francisco, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't and I'm know. sure
0: people from California are like, "That's not where that's it is. Not at that. They don't make Racerody there." <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's it's a real testament. You know, to the, the quality of this strength, movie how great the it is. strength of it, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. All right. Does this
0: movie make your Desert Island top five? Ooh,
1: wow. I know. Tough question. I mean, you know, it's funny this Desert Island top five thing that we have going here, right? Because, like, are we only allowed five? Is it – do we need to change – do we need to kind of change the rules, move the goalposts, as it were, you know it's CJ? This is a question that's
0: a holdover from our pilot that we never adjusted. We can we never happily yeah. rewrite the bylaws of
1: this show. It is our show. I think we have to, man, because it's like you have to you have to think of it as you just asked me that question and we're at Dalton's. Yeah. You no, know, and the hockey we we went there for a hockey game, so we've been drinking, mm-hmm. and you and we're talking about movies, and you say Desert Island Top Five. Yeah. So, so, I would say under those parameters that Die Hard with a Vengeance is a Desert Island top five worthy film. Mm-hmm. Is it in my top five? Yeah, it bumps clerks too.
0: Yeah, man. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. You know, and I, and I appreciate you. Usually I get really annoyed when like somebody gives me like a five-minute diatribe for a yes or no question. But like in this case, I really went on that journey with you, and I feel like I'm stronger because of it.
1: I, I do as well. I feel good. I got that off <laughs> my chest because uh, yeah, really I think did. about it. These are the things I think about in the shower yeah
0: See, top al- five. also you you have so much more of an attachment to like really maintaining your top fiveness and me i i, I filled up my top five with the last jedi <laughs> and like i and i'm not gonna say whether or not i regret that slot and you know i kind of can't take it back now just because i've made such a big deal about it
1: it is but, yeah like, you
0: gotta you gotta commit i really i really commit. gotta commit you know i follow ryan johnson on twitter i think he's a good
1: storyteller so mm. um yeah that's, he's, that's, he's actually a he's actually a verb on YouTube for screwing things up. <laughs> Ryan Johnsoning it. Yeah, yeah YouTube know. creators say Ryan Johnsoning it.
0: <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> and they're correct.
0: Yeah. Well, they also say Lindsay Lowing it.
1: They're still correct. I'd, I'd Lindsay Lowing it.
0: What? What?
1: Can we cut that? Can we cut that?
0: I'm not cutting it. Um, but yeah, this this does make my desert on top five. I think it's okay. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And what's funny is uh, I'm shocked by I've, I've forgotten so much of my childhood, forgotten, repressed what and. Uh, I think uh,
1: you've repressed it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember so much of this movie
1: still. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, it. really holds up. It really, it really stays with it me. It absolutely holds up. It. It yeah, stands the test going. of time, yeah. as we sometimes say in the open.
0: Yeah. Did I say it this time? I don't remember. No,
1: I don't think you did.
0: Listen, I'm just starting to riff on my opening pattern now. Yeah. I feel that confident with our, with yeah. our arena. Yeah, keep it fresh. In the spirit of keeping it fresh, I got a bonus question for you. You ready? Love bonus questions. Who is the star of the spin-off series? Of Die Hard? Of Die Hard with a Vengeance. A character from Die Hard with a Vengeance lands oh, a spin-off
1: series. Gets his Wait. own or his or her own series. Yes. Yes. Hmm.
0: Who's the star well, of the spin- spinoff series? And bonus points for what's it about?
1: The star of the spin-off series, and what is it about? Well, I'm gonna give the spin-off series to Cobb. Okay the police chief Uh as a retired police chief living in Arizona. Okay. Running a coffee shop called McLean's. Okay.
0: Okay. Is it a is it a, a comedy? Oh, it's a sitcom. It's a sitcom. Okay. If there
1: ever was a sitcom. Okay. It's a yeah. sitcom. And once once an episode, he makes a reference to John McClane in some way, right? Okay. Like, you know, it maybe even in the like the verb we were talking about, like, oh man, you McLeaned that so yeah. hard. You know, the okay. studio studio audience erupts like, Whoa. with laughter. Oh. Okay, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what the name of it is, mm-hmm. but it's definitely Cobb. Hopefully we got it done in time for Larry Brigman to play the role, living in his Arizona, running a coffee shop called McLean's. What's Very your cool. spinoff? What's your spinoff? Uh,
0: my spinoff is based on the uh, silent but ever-present and ever-invocative uh, lady counterpart of Simon Gruber. Sam Phillips, who will factor into my
1: special award
0: ah fantastic well uh she's the star of my spinoff series but it's a prequel series that tells us the events that led to her fiery death in a helicopter crash so the series is basically like somewhere between la femme nikita alias and red sparrow and we just find out how she got into this like espionage for higher lifestyle and uh and i think the series ends with her meeting uh simon gruber
1: Love it. Love it. And we could flesh out Targo's backstory a little bit in that as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be interesting because she doesn't speak in this movie. She doesn't say a word. She doesn't say a single word, but she's so memorable.
1: Yeah.
0: It's pretty Absolutely. amazing. But yeah, that's my spinoff series. I think it would be great. Absolutely. I feel like it'd be on USA. Totally. Right?
1: Totally. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your special award, CJ? Okay. Uh, my special award for... Hey, look at you, goes (laughs) to Sam Phillips, Mm -hmm. the actress who played Katya in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Because did you know that she wrote the theme to the Gilmore Girls? I didn't know that. Hey, look at you, Sam Phillips. You were (laughs) in Die Hard with a Vengeance. You stabbed a dude four times with a sickle Mm -hmm. and then... You turned that around. You turned that into being able to write a jingle for the Gilmore girls. And I think she had a couple of other music credits as well, but hey. I thought look at the, you I thought the theme for the Gilmore Girls was
0: Carol King's Where You Lead. Nope. Nope.
1: There's a song written by Sam Phillips. Interesting. I never watched the Gilmore Girls. I didn't either. Yeah. This is this is just stuff that I I read online. Uh, it, the well, the, they say that the theme song is "Where You Lead," song by Carol King, mm-hmm. but she Sam Phillips is involved in some other way. All right, we will have. I'm going to go ahead and do something uh, very uh, un-American and mm-hmm. uh, fact-check myself.
0: Do it, fact-check your oh, CJ. <laughs>
1: oh uh, yeah say- here they go here they go by sam phillips on the gilmore girls soundtrack okay so while she maybe did not write the theme theme like i declared a moment ago hmm. Uh sorry carol didn't yeah. mean to steal your thunder yeah because <laughs> you are beautiful but <laughs> uh sam phillips also did write a jingle for the the gilmore girls so i just think that it's amazing for somebody who played that role in Die Hard with a Vengeance to then write a song for the Gilmore Girls—that's incredible. So she gets the "Hey, look at you" award.
0: That is an amazing award. I'm here for it. I really support it. I think it's so funny that Sam Phillips got my special award too. Oh my god! We we didn't even. This is what's great. This is what's great about not texting about the movie before we record the episode because because for Die Hard with a Vengeance. I award Sam Phillips, the actress that played Katya, the silent but deadly award. Nice, nice. Because she does not say a word. Not a word. But from her entrance with her slick back hair and sunglasses, to using a what was it a scythe?
1: Well, I said sickle, but is it it's a whatever. Is a, it's well, I think it's whatever is on the. She just no. Thought, it's not that curve. That's what's on the 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 Soviet flag. It's 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 like yeah. It feels like um. It's like something Arabian used to cut tool, wheat. Right? Like, oh, okay,
0: yeah. But she destroys him.
1: Totally, he has, he has to stop
0: him. her. She the the shot of her looking uh, him in the eye and shooting her. Uh, what's his name? Targo Nick Wyman. Targo. Nick Wyman.
1: Yeah, shooting
0: Nick Wyman, uh, and then she from across the room she gives him like the eyes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they go and they're starting to have sexy times, and she gets the gun because she gets interrupted. And she's like, ah! and starts shooting at the helicopter. And somehow Samuel Jackson can see her from the helicopter. I don't know how, because movie.
1: movie. But um,
0: right. there's, a, there's a
1: lot of because movie. There's a lot this. of
0: because movie. But she takes up so much oxygen in the Die Hard with a universe without saying a word. And I think that's so amazing that yeah. an actress can pull that off. It's it's totally. it's up there with the magic that Samuel Jackson brings to the screen and how he's just so captivating. Right. He's in the background. You're staring at him. He says something. You're listening. Like, he just has that thing. She has a thing about her, and she really took up a lot of screen time, and she took up a lot of brain space in my memory. I remember her scenes, and I was like – I. But when I went to rewatch this for the episode, I was like, I don't, I don't remember what she sounded like. And then I got to the, end of the movie. I was like, she, she doesn't say anything.
1: Does so she does not say. So she gets the a solid, single word. She gets the single And then she swept. Award. She swept the special award category.
0: Wait, good on her. Right. Good, good on you. her. Sujo Laroche. Yes. Is this film an icon or a icon?
1: Wow. This is a 100% icon.
0: Absolutely. Hands down. There's not even... And and we could have said that. We could have ended this episode 55 minutes ago.
1: Right. We could have just come in, said it, and then left. Because there's there's not not a lot to argue. Yeah. It's so good. And there's problems.
0: There's problems. But McTiernan really knows what a diehard movie is supposed to do, I think, is the
1: thing. Oh, absolutely. I think because
0: he developed that first one, he really knew what it was supposed to do. And usually... Usually is a strong word. I, I'm going to retract the usually. Okay. But oftentimes, when a studio repurposes a script to fit it into a franchise, it doesn't work this well. Right. Like it usually right. There was no wedging. This was,
1: this was like a fully lubricated landing.
0: Yeah. He, re- <laughs> he really, really made it fit really beautifully. And uh, yeah. I, I I would like to sort of lead us into our wrap up by referencing something I said in the last episode where I was saying how jazzed I was about Die Hard 2 and how Mm. I feel like Die Hard 2 doesn't get its due because Die Hard with a Vengeance is so strong. So strong. Um, And I won't take that part back, but I will take back Die Hard 2 special award because it is not better than Die Hard 1.
1: It's not better, and I, I think I said that.
0: You did, you did, and, uh, and okay, I'm going to give you that. It's not better than Die Hard 1. It's very Thank satisfying. You. It's very it, satisfying. Very good movie. And I, But I, I do feel like Die Hard with a Vengeance kind of erases its accomplishments, because it, it also is popcorny fun, and it also is a little bit ridiculous, and there's just some leaps you have to take to get on the ride, but there's, it's way less uh, cloying than Die Hard 2.
1: Great word. Absolutely. Right. Yep.
0: It just like, it kind of does it with so much more uh, class and class. Cool, and cool factor. It's just cool. Flare.
1: Yeah. It's smarter.
0: Yeah. It's so yeah. fun. I love this movie so much. I'm so happy we did it. Um, yeah. Now i going to
1: watch it again right now. Right.
0: I know. Now the next one I had a bad experience with, so I'm, and I saw it on an airplane and you know I usually love my airplane movies. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You I have. usually love an airplane movie. You have. And, and I had a bad experience because the next one takes us – is where they take John McClane into PG-13 territory. Which, oh, boy. Well, you can't say yippee-ki-yay,
1: motherfucker. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. That's stupid. It is stupid. Uh, I have not seen either of these movies coming up, so I'm going to make sure that I get, I get like two or two or three good viewings of them. Yeah. Uh, before we come back. But uh it's kind of like when you have to go to the dentist because folks have warned me, you warned me that they're not that they're not the best. Um, but I am going in with an open mind. Yeah. For myself and for all 17 of you listening. So
0: yeah. Well and, and that and that's good. It's good. It's also uh it's also a nice tie in for us to our first episode because this is where Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis famously met.
1: Great. Yep. Love that. And, Love that. That 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 is something to look forward to. Yes, it is. We'll enjoy it something just like this. All right, CJ. Well, for Icon or Icon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche most days, and we'll see you
0: (laughs) next time. Next time.